when the howls of the evening find you, and the skeletons in your closet begin to shift and change, you'll know it's time for the Pike Horror Show. Hello, my name is Richard, and welcome to the Pike Horror Show, the only podcast that is an unofficial spinoff of Frasier, which is a little bizarre because the host, me, has never seen a single episode. Anyway, this week we're going to be talking about a horror icon that I've been wanting to talk about for a while. And if you don't recognize his name right away, you definitely recognize some of his work. This episode is about writer, director, producer, and more, James Wan. While Wan's work has transcended all genres and all types of media, he's had an especially large impact on horror, and over his almost 20-year career, he's taking great strides in making horror movies more approachable and mainstream. And mainstream can sometimes have kind of a negative connotation. It's sometimes thrown around to be dismissive or to devalue something. I'm using it in the most positive way that I can. I mean mainstream as in popular or approachable. His movies got people talking and interested How many times have you heard someone say, oh, I don't really like horror movies, but I really like the Conjuring series? Or like, oh, I'm not normally into this kind of stuff, but Insidious really scared me. I'm getting a little ahead of myself by name dropping his movies, but I truly and honestly think that James Wan is one of the most influential horror directors of our generation. Or at least for my generation, I don't know how old you are. And although James Wan is very active in the industry and seems to be impossibly busy, I'm only going to be talking about a few of the movies he's worked on, otherwise we'd be here all day. There's comic books, television, and the list of his producer credits is as long as my arm. I'll definitely be touching on some of the movies he's produced, but for the most part I want to talk about the movies he directed. Also, real quick, I just wanted to say possible spoilers for some of James Wan's movies, and any opinions I have about the movies or about anything in general, those are all my opinions. Whether you agree or disagree, like whatever you like and hate whatever you hate. I'm just talking. Alright, now we can start. And what better place to start than the beginning? And while he had worked on some other stuff prior, his big quote-unquote directorial debut was a little movie called Saw. I told you if you didn't know his name, you'd know some of his stuff. The first Saw movie came out in 2004, and even I remember it being kind of a big deal. I would have been 11 at the time, which would have been the perfect age to start getting into horror movies, or at least thinking that you could watch them, even when you definitely couldn't. This is a little off topic, but James Wan only directed the first Saw, but was executive producer on all the others. The first time I watched Saw, I watched 1, 2, and 3 back to back to back, and I was in 6th grade, so shouldn't have done that. But baby Richard being scared to death aside, looking back, the first Saw movie felt very different for the early 2000s. In the years between 2000 and 2004 when Saw was released, there were movies like The Ring, Freddy vs. Jason, Final Destination, Jeepers Creepers, and even in 2004, Dawn of the Dead and The Grudge were released. There hadn't been anything like the first Saw movie. And while Saw is definitely a lot more horror, the only other movie I can really think of that's kind of in the running for that that energy would be Seven. And whether they're super similar or not similar at all, Seven's also from 1995. Maybe my comparison kind of boils down to the fact that they both have thriller elements. The point still stands that around 2004, nothing else was quite like it. And you could easily be dismissive and say, oh, Saw is just another slasher gore movie. And if you describe it that way, of course it is. People get in traps, they get ripped to shreds, bleh. I've seen one, I've seen them all. But that's never really been my impression of it. There's definitely plenty of gore, and everything kind of has a blue-green tint, but every movie did in the early 2000s. But what Saw does really well is it builds this tension. Everything's moving kind of slow, but it's also not because there are flashbacks and you slowly are getting this context. It steps away from the tried-and-true method of slasher movies where, you know, there's a little bit of waiting slash, a little bit of waiting slash. The whole movie, you're feeling this tension build and it's starting to boil over and you're getting more context and more pieces of the puzzle. The jigsaw puzzle. 
because the killer's name is, is Jigsaw. And then you think you have it all figured out, but you don't, and there are twists and turns. There are parts you're on the edge of the seat, and you're like, come on, come on, let's move, let's move. But then there are parts where you're wrapped up in your safety blanket, and you're saying, don't move, this is too scary. I can't really say this for all the movies in the Saw franchise, but for the first Saw, any gore or gross stuff that happens in the movie is used with the tension to make you kind of squirm. And then the movie ends, and you think you have it all figured out, and you have this big conclusion, but everything gets flipped on its head. So you're squirming the whole way through the movie, and you think it's all about to end, but the movie's like, haha, lol, just kidding, fuck you. And then the movie ends, and it's just you and the credits, and you have to finish processing what you just watched. The first Saw movie is a very unique and interesting experience, but I think it's the only movie in the franchise I can say that about. To be completely honest, it's been a long time since I've seen some of the later Saw movies. My impression was that the first one was using tension to kind of move the plot along, while the later ones just used bloodbaths. Now again, that's just my opinion. Maybe James Wan only filmed the first one that way because of budget limitations, and then as the franchise got more popular, the budget got bigger, so they were able to do kind of his, his vision, which was the gorier part of it. Or maybe he was kind of done with it and just wanted to be an executive producer and give some other creators a chance to work with the franchise, and that's just what it became. But at the same time, Saw 2, 3, 4, and Spiral were all directed by the same guy, Darren Lynn Bozeman. So maybe 2, 3, and 4 are the main Saw vision. I don't know. All I know is that James Wan directed the first one, and I like that one. Moving on, in 2007, James Wan directed a movie called Dead Silence. Now, Dead Silence wasn't as commercially successful or critically successful as Saw, and there might be a couple of reasons for that. For one, Dead Silence might fit a little more snugly into usual horror tropes and setup, and it might not be quite as revolutionary as Saw. But also, Saw was kind of a big fucking deal, so it's a little hard to keep up with it. By 2007, the Saw franchise was already on its fourth installment. And while James Wan was definitely involved in that, this was his directorial return. But if we're being honest, is Dead Silence as good as the first Saw movie? Probably not. But is it as good as the fourth Saw movie? Eh, maybe. But even though it's not a masterpiece, it's something I would consider just as good. It's fun to watch. I'm not trying to give too much away, but essentially Dead Silence is a horror movie about ventriloquist dummies and the ghost of a ventriloquist who steals your tongue. Even if we're just talking about bullet points, that sounds pretty scary. Other perks. Donnie Wahlberg is there, you know, from Mark Wahlberg's brother. Not to mention the soundtrack features We Sleep Forever by the band Aiden, which is an emo anthem, despite the song never actually appearing in the movie. 2007 Richard would put that shit on his iPod Nano and, and bump it all day. I didn't watch the video though because it was full of scary ventriloquist dummies and I didn't need that. I'll play exactly one second of it just so you can get a taste. And while Dead Silence might not be pushing the horror genre to its absolute limits, it is interesting. And better yet, it doesn't ask anything from you, the viewer. It's not something to be experienced or entrapped in, it's just something fun. Whether or not that was the director's vision, who's to say? It's the perfect movie for getting some friends together, watching it, making fun of cheesy dialogue, getting jump scared a few times, and then when it ends, it's over, just open and shut. While I think Saw did shake up the horror genre and maybe got people's attention who might not normally be into horror, I think Dead Silence is a great example of a movie that is completely approachable. It's not three hours long or part of a series, and it's not purposefully trying to confuse you. It's just a movie. Not everything has to be a life-changing experience just to be good. Sometimes enjoying yourself is as simple as watching a dumb movie, and then a ventriloquist dummy pops out, and you get scared, and then you scream, and then you embarrass yourself. Now, I'm not saying that ever happened. And I'm not saying Dead Silence is a great movie, but it is fun. Anyway, three years after Dead Silence in 2010, James Wan went on to direct the first installment of the Insidious franchise. He'd end up directing the first two movies in the series, and then produce the two that came after. 
Now, I don't have much to say about the Insidious franchise, but I do remember that everyone was talking about it. I don't remember seeing a bunch of ads for it, and I don't remember reading a bunch of reviews for it, but I do remember people excitedly asking, have you seen Insidious yet? And if you said no, they'd say something like, oh, you, you have to, it scared the crap out of me, it was so scary. I don't think Insidious was the scariest movie ever made, but a lot of people saw it and enjoyed being scared. I don't think anyone was out there clamoring that it was the best movie they ever saw, but I think it came out at a time when people my age could actually like go to the movie theaters and be scared. And I'm sure that's what always happens. Every generation has a movie or a franchise that comes out right at the right time, and it gets everyone excited, horror lovers or otherwise. It wasn't an old cheesy slasher, and there wasn't a big monster that they had to wrap their mind around. It was a family of people dealing with things that go bump in the night. A haunted house movie that didn't really feel like a haunted house movie, but you could relate because every time you're home alone, you know, your house is obviously haunted. While I believe Insidious was the start to James Wan making these approachable horror films, I don't think it's the one with the biggest impact. Because three years after Insidious, James Wan went on to direct The Conjuring. Now, The Conjuring is where we start cooking with gas. Sure, The Conjuring is a horror movie. Sure, it's an approachable horror movie. But it's also a great movie. Maybe I just watched it at the right time in my life, but I really, really enjoyed it. It has haunted house elements. It has exorcism elements. They even got to say it was based on true events by making Ed and Lorraine Warren the main characters. Now, I don't know how much of the movie is based on their life. I don't know if Ed and Lorraine are legit, but I thought it was cool. Invasion of the Body Snatchers didn't get to say it was inspired by true events. But if I'm ever recommending movies to people, I'm always starting with The Conjuring. It has so many things going on that you can really tell a lot about someone by what they took away from it. Maybe one person watched it and realized they really liked ghost movies and, and haunted house movies, while someone else might have been fascinated by the exorcism aspect of it. Further still, maybe someone just liked the idea of there being a mystery or some sort of investigation. I firmly believe that James Wan made a movie that appeals to basically everyone. People who don't like horror movies will have plenty to focus on that isn't horror. People who like scary stuff are still going to feel that jolt, but people who don't like scary stuff aren't going to be overwhelmed by it. It's something anyone can watch, and it's something that people who like different things can maybe bond over. I'm not saying it's the best movie ever made, and I'm not saying that you have to love it because I told you to, but if you're looking to get more into horror, this is a great place to start. It's relatively modern, it's not a slasher, it's not really cheesy. Not to mention there are sequels and spin-offs, so you can get really invested. While I personally feel the first Conjuring is peak, there's a second and third one. Not to mention a spin-off series about a possessed doll named Annabelle that has three movies. Plus two standalone spin-offs, The Nun and The Curse of La Llorona. Right there, that's eight movies to dive into with more on the way. You could stop after just the first Conjuring, but there's so much more out there that if you love it, you don't have to stop. And while James Wan only directed the first two, he set the stage for these approachable horror movies. Approachable's the buzzword, I'm putting a quarter in a jar every time I say it. But they're not in space, there's not zombies, it's not vampires. Normally this is a bad thing, but you kinda get the full setup from the trailer. Like The Conjuring shows a few scary things and you're just like, okay cool, I wanna see that. The Annabelle trailer shows you a scary doll and you're like, alright, I got it. The Nun shows, you guessed it, a scary nun. You have all the tools to dive in right away. And although James Wan didn't direct all the Saw movies, or all the Conjuring movies, or all the Insidious movies, he still produced all of them, and I don't know exactly what a producer does. It just seems like too much of a coincidence that all these movies are hitting the mainstream. 
he must have some sort of special sauce or rulebook that make these movies what they are. And I don't think any of the movies I've mentioned so far have reached, like, critical acclaim, but I do believe that James Wan and his movies had a huge influence on horror today. However that happens, whether it's somebody saying, oh, he did it so I can do it, or I really like this part of the movie, and now I know kind of what I'm looking for in a movie. Even somebody saying, oh, these movies are so approachable, anyone can watch them, I want to make some artsy bullshit and then get mad when people don't like it and just say they don't get it. Now, whether or not gatekeepers should die, which they should, that's just another way that people may have been influenced. So after The Conjuring 2, James Wan took a hiatus from directing horror, but he came back last year with his newest movie, Malignant. I'm not going to say too much about it just because it's so new and if you wanted to see it, I'd hate to just randomly spoil it for you. But while it's still pretty approachable, it's also kind of wacky. I wonder if this is like the third wave of James Wan. Like he started with Saw, and then he did more mainstream stuff, and now he came back to just be a weirdo. I'd be totally okay with that. Also, I'd like to take a second to just talk about some of the other movies he's worked on that I didn't get a chance to mention. He was a producer on Lights Out, which is another movie a lot of people talked about. In 2015, he directed Furious 7. In 2018, he directed Aquaman, and he's returning as director for Aquaman The Lost Kingdom, as well as executive producer credits on television shows. All in all, he's a busy guy with a lot of stuff, and he's made a big impact on the genre. And James Wan, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry I said none of your movies were critically acclaimed. I just couldn't be bothered to double-check. Anyway, if you like what you heard, be sure to follow so you can stay up to date on everything. There's new episodes every week, and they're always about horror. Not to mention there are older episodes to check out. Anyway, my name is Richard. Thanks for listening. This has been the Pike Horror Show.